really got to try on that left-hand side. What happened? <laughs> oh, but I've gone up and over, and Marty had over biscuit. It was a, uh, it was, a, it wasn't enough stability there for myself. But um, no, I was busting for a bit of meat this game. It didn't seem to work out. Hello, cheers, and welcome, welcome to the Scrum of the Earth, the podcast that offers news, results, predictions, a whole bunch of really cool interviews I've discovered, and just so much more. I'm sitting here with my big fat mug of tea, and I can't wait. I am David Lawrence. I'm an American rugby fan who follows as much rugby as I can all over the world 12 months out of the year. I support my New England Free Jacks, my USA Eagles, the Scottish national team, the Highlanders in Super Rugby. Uh, nowadays, uh, the Bournemouth the Bears in uh, the Scottish Super Six, and of course, Connacht in the URC. The Scrum of the Earth is a weekly podcast with bonus episodes frequently thrown in. In fact, maybe too frequently, you might say. Uh, to my loyal listeners and to the new, thank you so much for tuning in. Please get in touch whenever you like. Uh, hearing from you is my favorite part of this whole deal, so please uh, j- just reach out. I'm easily accessible at of Scrum or via the Scrum of the Earth at gmail.com. Drop me a line about whatever, whenever, however you like. Here at the Scrum of the Earth, we have a reliable weekly format, and it goes thusly. We have the current updates. That's just what's up with me, personally. Uh, we have news, obviously, what's happening around the world of rugby. Thoughts of the week, what's interesting or annoying this week. Again, if something's you know bugging you or something's uh, you know scratching at the edge of your mind, you know, let me know about it, and maybe I'll talk about that. Then we'll do reviews and previews, and in between those things, we'll of course do the diamond in the ruck, my pick for the player of the week. So that is our agenda, and uh, welcome on board. I, I can't wait to get going. For current updates, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and tease a little preview thing we've got. So today, I was really lucky to, to, to be able to sit down and have a conversation with Scott Matthey, who is the, the new head coach of the New England Free Jacks. And uh, boy, he's awesome. He's, he's a great coach, and he's just a great guy. Uh, for me, being able to, to just take some time to talk rugby with him, we we got a nice hour in there. Uh, I did make a podcast out of it. It'll be dropping on Tuesday. Um, but for me, that that was the highlight of the week. That that's the thing I'm I'm thinking about for sure, and uh, it was the best part of my week by a long shot. It's too good. It's too good. People have to know. It is too good this week, Isa. Thank you. So England head coach Eddie Jones has found his way back into the headlines. And as usual, it's about his selection. So he's holding a mini camp starting, I guess it was a couple of days ago, uh, this weekend, if I read right. And uh, he has selected his 45 people for this camp. This 45 left out some serious veteran talent, the most surprising of which to me was George Ford. I I, I just, I thought he was always locked in. I thought he was an Eddie guy and was always going to be on the squad no matter what. And by the way, the the headlines that accompany this kind of stuff, it's funny, so... Here I am giving you the the actual thing. Oh, oh that's a little surprising. You, you know, might have, might have skipped a couple of people. The, the Vinopolas are off, but I don't think anyone's surprised by that. But uh, but the headlines. <laughs> so they, I guess you could say they exaggerate just a little bit. They might twist things a little bit. So I saw a headline that said something like, Warning shot delivered to Owen Farrell. And uh, you see words like ultimatum. And uh, end all be all and stuff like that. But when you actually click on those articles and you you see what they're talking about. So uh, here's the actual quote about Owen Farrell. Quote, 
All I'm worried about is getting Owen back to his best. He hasn't been at his best over the past period of time, or the last period of time, but I'm convinced we can get him back to his best, and then we will decide the leadership of this team. At this stage, there is no reason why he won't be captain, unquote. That that was the quote. Uh, so how, how that's a warning, a warning shot. Uh, I guess if he's firing warning shots, uh, I guess that one's firing blanks. Uh, to be honest, the, the scary thing is how often his little tactics produce big results. So every time there's any headline like this at all, I think, uh-oh, there's an English monster about to come out and we're about all to, to uh, suffer for it. Thoughts of the week. Okay, sure. You know, it, it, it's corny, but I can be a corny guy. So, so sue me. Oh, side note, please do not sue me. I am broke. Uh, in any event, my thoughts of the week are, are all about how much fun this podcast is and just how great it's been, you know, having the whole experience um, to connect with people all over the globe. So this is officially about the, uh, well, it's it's technically the 10th episode, but uh, because of all the bonus apps, it's more like the 30th and uh, I'm just loving it so much. Uh, I, I'm working hard to get better at it too. So any uh, feedback you have, I always like it. So, of course, it's hard for me to know how accurate these stats are, but I do get to look at some basic analytics through my podcast platform, and if they're believed, almost exactly half of my listeners are in the United States, which makes sense, And uh, but the rest are spread around from the UK, a solid 20%, though I, I really wish it listed countries rather than just the UK. I have a respectable 15% in Germany, though I have yet to hear from a single German listener. I find that really strange. Um, I have lots of little patches in far-flung places from, I'm talking South Africa, Australia, United Arab Emirates, uh, Russia, Greece, the Netherlands. Uh, the Netherlands just made their first appearance. I, I think that's so cool. And all I'm saying is, um, thank you so much for listening. It, it's just really been the best. Uh, if you hadn't been getting in touch, it, please do so now. Like if you've been thinking about it and thinking, well, maybe I'll get in touch later. Reach out. Uh, let me know what you're thinking about. Let me know what you think at the pod. Uh, I love it. It's my favorite thing. Anyway, as I say, a tad corny, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just feeling kind of grateful right now. Okay, let's get into it with our reviews and previews, and there is a lot to review this week for sure. So on Friday in the Super Six, the Southern Knights absolutely broke the hearts of Harriet's rugby. What a shocking gut punch of an ending. Harriets were surprised and pleased to be in the lead for almost the entire match. <clears throat> uh, they got themselves a, a bonus try, only to have the Southern Knights grab the lead back with a couple of minutes to go. And then the Knights scored another breakaway try at the death to wrench the losing bonus point from Harriets. Uh, what a shocker. I had to feel bad for Harriets. Another awesome Friday matchup, though, by the way. Just uh, the those random... Friday matches, I'm starting to catch. Uh, I just love it. Uh, for the neutral, however, it, w- it was awesome. But for the uh, for the Harriets, it must have been rough. 42-29 was the tally in that one. Uh, on Saturday, my beloved Mor- Bormir Bears lost again. They lost 17-27 to Ayrshire Bulls. And then on, on Sunday, Sterling County did win a close one at home. Uh, they handed the Watsonians another defeat. Just by the two, uh, 41-39, a high-scoring match, a match that could have locked up the table for the season's conclusion. We will see. Okay, the NPC. 
So, you know, I've been reporting scores from this league for a while now, and I have to admit, I absolutely didn't fully understand its format. Uh, it's just not it's not what I thought it was. Um, it is, in fact, a lot more interesting. So I'm going to go and do a mini bonus pod, and it's going to actually come out uh, this coming Wednesday. So Wednesday morning, 6 a.m. my time. You'll be able to hear about that. Um, it's a great league. There's, there's a lot of bells and whistles that I sort of hadn't known about. I, I'm a little embarrassed that I've been sort of quasi-reporting on it for a while now and yet didn't really grasp entirely the format. Uh, so... Let me get you caught up the way I am now in just a couple of days. In the meantime, despite my lack of real understanding, uh, they did go ahead and play play this weekend anyway. They didn't seem to care that I didn't really know what they were doing. So uh, this was week four for them, and uh, Tasman lost at home to Waikato 22-39. Manawatu dispatched Northland 31-19. Southland lost to Games of Canterbury 16-19 in... Not the prettiest match of the weekend, let's just say. Uh, not a, It wasn't a lot of fun rugby to watch. Uh, Wellington just barely lost at home to Hawks Bay, 20-31. to 31. That must have been a, a tough pill to swallow for sure. And uh, finally, Bay of Plenty scored 20 points and still managed to get their butts kicked by Taranaki, 28-55. Th- I almost said 45. Jeez, 55. Crazy. It's a great league. You know, it's really fun to watch. It was a cool weekend at the NPC. Don't forget, as I say, there's going to be a mini bonus pod to explain a lot more about this league. Uh, that's going to drop this coming week. Please be on the lookout for it, and uh, it's going to be really fun. I love this league, and I can't wait for you to come along with me. Okay, in the boringly named rugby championship, uh, we have, we've all been dying for the New Zealand versus South Africa match. And uh, it was everything we thought it was going to be. Well, to be fair, there, there was a lot of turnovers. There was a lot of penalties. Maybe it wasn't that uh, that pretty, but it was as close as we had hoped. It was kind of exactly the, the tight, tight match we were looking for. Um, what an exciting test. I've been waiting for this. I think if you're listening to this pod, that must mean you, you were waiting and waiting for this too. So good. The All Blacks did, in fact, win in the end. Uh, I apologize for not having more game notes. Uh, it was one of those, let's just watch this this game and just watch and appreciate it situations. Um, they did win 19-17. to 17. Really, at the end, I think, uh, I think the final points were scored at like the 76th minute. And, okay, I have to admit it, Jordy. Once again, Jordy Barrett, he is killing it. He's the one who put those last points over. Um, he's the one who made it 19 instead of 16. He's basically, you know, kicked the the, the game-winning points and had a great game too. Like, um, I think my whole, eh, he's, he's meh. I think I have to give it up. Uh, it looks like I'm officially a Jordan Barrett fan. Uh, it's a little weird. So the Aussies. Australia played Argentina. It was nice to see Reese Hodge, uh, Hodge getting a, a very early try. Australian listeners, please tell me. So, like, he seems like one of these players. No Aussies ever get behind him. Everyone dislikes him when he when he's not starting. Everyone's happy about it, and then when he starts, everyone's mad. But when he has a good game, people are like, "Well, it's a very strange thing." Please, you know, tell me what's the deal with this guy. I think he's good. He's obviously got a boot on him, and uh, 
he scored that early try. And so if you're an Australian, you must you must start start to think good things about him, right? Maybe. Uh, Tate McDermott, love Tate McDermott. He came in off the bench. I do think he's their way forward at scrum half. Uh, James O'Connor also was back from, I guess it's a long injury, uh, out stage. Uh, he, it's been a long, very long time. And he looked, he looked really, he looked really good. Uh, the Aussies in general looked comfortable in, in, uh, in their victory 27 to eight. Uh, I was a little disappointed with Los Pumas. Uh, they brought the weird away jerseys. Didn't really like that. And uh, they didn't bring the effort. So um, next week, I'm hoping maybe they bring better jerseys and better effort. That would be cool. Um, by the way, the comms mentioned this is the first time Australia has won three in a row in four years. So Aussies, you, you've got to be you got to be super excited right now, right? Uh, it's looking a lot more and more like my whole uh, well, they're not all that. They just think they're all that. Take is completely wrong. So good for me. Uh, by the way, I feel like I'm literally the last person on earth who likes Falau uh, Fainga, and I think he had another really good game. So where's all this hate from? Please, if you live anywhere in the Southern Hemisphere, get in touch. Let, let me know. What, what's the deal? Everyone seems to hate this guy, and I, I really like him. He, he led the uh, Super Rugby Australia in tries just a, a couple of years ago, and yet... Uh, he couldn't get picked for a while. He wasn't even a reserve, and and now he's back starting. And yet people are complaining about him. Please, he's a conundrum. Please get in touch. Let me know what the deal is with him. Okay, of course it was week two of the Gallagher Premiership. Uh, <laughs> naturally, G- Gloucester versus Leicester. Uh, naturally, the Cherry and Whites just found a way somehow. They just reached into that bag, the Gloucester bag, and said, oh, wait, I've, I've got it. And they found a way to keep it close and then just lose anyway. It was 26-33 in a high-scoring affair, I, I guess. Uh, man, oh, man. It must be tough to be a Gloucester fan these days. Uh, Bath, in fact, lost again at home to Newcastle, 13-20, putting them down to 0-2 and at home, as I say. Uh, Exeter also lost their second in a row to start the season. Uh, they lost by two to my sneaky little underdog pick, the Northampton Saints. The final score was 24 to 26. Uh, Harlequins beat up on Worcester. Not not a huge shock there. The final score actually looked pretty respectable, though. It was 35 to 29. Uh, Wasps destroyed the Bristol Bears in what could be a real harbinger for the season for the for Bristol. Uh, the final was 44 to 8. I don't know what's up with that. I, I didn't even expect Wasps to be good, so... I didn't know they could score 44 points in a game, much less smack around the Bears. Uh, London Irish actually drew with Sale, 31 all, in kind of a letdown for the end of a, a pretty fun week. You know, it's hard to know as an American how fans take these, these draws, especially early in the season. Again, I would love to hear from the listener to get your take. I would say it was a pretty good round two. Um, I see it getting better and better. As, as soon as next week, uh, there's going to be a lot more international sort of coming back in. I think uh, the quality of play is going to be a little better. Teams are going to be feeling each other out better. They're going to know what they're doing better. I think uh, the URC and the Prem look like they're probably going to be on, on the upswing for the next few weeks. Okay, speaking of the URC. So Zebre, they hosted the Lions in Italy. 
for the most part, it looked like an absolute hiding. It was not. It was not pretty to watch. But you know, Zebra, they 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 showed a lot of heart. I gotta say, uh, they, they got the score back to a much more respectable position. Uh, in the end, it was twenty six to thirty eight. But uh, it was never in doubt. The Lions just crushed them. Frankly, the Cardiff not Blues were home for Connacht. I was really rooting for my Connacht team there. But the severely undermanned side from Galway did end up losing 33 to 21. Ulster were, were in Belfast for Glasgow, and even out with their, uh, even without their newest signing, Wayne Vermeulen, they were still too much for the Warriors to handle. Ulster winning 35 to 29. Rainbow Cups uh, champions Benetton. I, I love talking about those guys. They were home for the Stormers and staged an impressive comeback to win 20. Two to eighteen, after trailing for almost the whole game, it, it was really, really fun to watch. That, that's a good rewatch if you're interested. And uh, of course, Edinburgh hosted Scarlets, and with the help of Pierre Skuman, my recently adopted favorite player, they came away with a nice opening win, twenty-six to twenty-two. <laughs> uh, powerhouse Leinster were back at the Aviva for the Bulls, the the Curry Cup winning Bulls, and plus uh, change, plus plus les shows. This one. I wonder if it's going to set off major alarm bells in South Africa. The Bulls are theoretically the best South African team, and Leinster absolutely hammered them. It was 31-3. to You know, it felt like the Bulls were lucky to get the, the three. Um, very interesting first weekend for these clubs. Um, I'm going to try to resist overreacting for now. Overreacting in week one is like one of the, the best things, so uh, I'm going to try to resist, although I'll be doing it in private. Also, a little tease moment. So I asked Scott Matthew, the new coach of the New England Free Jacks, about this very thing, about this, uh, this precedent that the balls may or may not have set against Leinster. He had some incredibly insightful comments. So Tuesday, September 28th at 6 a.m., that complete interview will drop. Uh, please stay tuned. He's such a great guy. He's so insightful. Uh, obviously a great coach. I couldn't I, – I, I can't wait for him to – actually arrive in New England and do some great things for my free jacks. It's going to be awesome. Anyway, Munster. They were also home. To, they, they faced the Sharks. They they fairly well blew them out. The final score was 42-17. to 17 and, and come on. You don't see scores above 40 that often in this league. So Munster must be, as they say in the UK, they must be, as they say, chuffed. And then at Rodney Parade, Dragons lost marginally at, at home to the Ospreys. I've heard some Welsh fans saying the Ospreys might be something this year. Um, I, I I can't claim to know enough about it or have any insight. It looks it always looks to me like all the the Welsh teams are equally sort of hapless. Um, I want the Ospreys to be a good team. Um, people I follow on Twitter and on podcasts like the Ospreys, uh, I want them to be good. I want a team in Wales to be good. So maybe maybe this is them this year. That, that would be pretty cool. Uh, this was an exciting matchup. It was a 23-27 to 27 victory. Uh, I know it's super early, but I just feel like Osprey fans are getting excited, and I, I'm here for it. I, I like that. Overall, you know, a great opening weekend, I think. I think the overall impression of the new URC is a positive one. Uh it gives me hope for the competition in general. One stipulation, it again looks like Leinster might be light years better than everyone else. I'm a bit worried what that will feel like. Like, like 
okay, who has earned the right to lose badly to Leinster in the final? I, I don't want that. Again, it's felt like that for a little while. The early signs point to that, though. I guess Munster was the uh, the bigger outright winner. But, yeah, uh, let's hope there's some competition. Um, I think the South African teams, again, I, I talked to Scott Bathy about it, and um, I think he's very right that these South African teams are probably going to be ramping up a few weeks into the season as things change and the, they get their spring box back. Uh, it could be good. Uh, all, all points point, uh, all signs point to positive. Uh, URC, you are underway and all signs are pointing up. I, I can't wait. Cheers to you. Thanks. And let's get going. Okay, that brings us to our Diamond in the Ruck. And this week, my clear choice has to be Simon Zebo returning to Munster and immediately making his presence felt with two tries in the, the 42-17 victory over the Sharks at Thomond Park. So according to URC's own marketing platforms, quote, Zebo, the cork man who moved back from Racing 92 in the summer, romped clear in the, f- the fifth minute with further tries from Craig Casey and Gavin Coombs leaving at 23, uh, 22-3 at halftime. And uh, that, as I say, that was the, just the beginning of the story. They go on to mention Zebo snapped up a loose offload and embarked on a 50-meter run-in down the left touchline with Vernikok unable to reel him in. And uh, Vernikok, by, by the way, I, I've mentioned him on this pod before, he might be the Sharks' best player. Or at least the most handsome. Hard to say. Uh, but that was pretty much it. Um, the Munster were the most dominant team, I would say, this entire weekend, even over Leinster. Uh, they were the team of the weekend, and Simon Zebo, you were the player of that team. They just looked ready to take care of business, and they just went out there and they, they did it. Uh, if I was somebody wearing red, I would be very excited right now. Simon Zebo, welcome back. You are this week's Diamond in the Ruck. Okay, that does bring us to previews and we have more than our fair share this week that's for sure so the the super six this weekend will be the second to last for the super six competition i'm already feeling sad to see it go super six i hardly knew ye in any event uh the weekend will feature airshire bulls they're going to be welcoming the dominant southern knights uh harriets will host sterling county looking to bounce back and the watsonians will look to lay a big score on my visiting bears looks like a tall order for formware uh in the mpc only four matches this weekend um as i've said lots of uh, strange scheduling stuff with them because of all the postponed games but northland will be home for waikato uh bay plenty will host wellington manawatu will host otago and tasman will in fact host southland as I say, despite the fact that there are 14 teams in this competition, there's just a huge number of matches being sort of played late because um, they've been rescheduled. They have lots of stuff to make up. Uh, again, more on that in the upcoming mini bonus pod. Uh, please tune in for that one. Uh, in the boringly named Rugby Championship, New Zealand will again face South Africa in, the, in my opinion, the, the top clash in the entire world. Oh, I can't wait for that. It's going to be so good. Uh, and, of course, Australia will again face, our, uh, face Argentina. It looks like Australia might this might make it four on the bounce now. Um, Argentina, it's hard to know what their takeaway is from this tournament. 
Uh, <clears throat> I don't want to say they're going to go home with their tails between their legs because they just don't do that, and they're super tough, and they're always a great side, and they never lose heart. Um, but the results were were poor, um, and I, it's hard to see them pulling one out against Australia this weekend. It's also very strange to see how good Australia looks right now. And uh, Again, if you're an Aussie, you must be, as they say, chuffed. Uh, <clears throat> the Prem. I'm going to predict that on Twitter, so check it out. And meanwhile, in the URC, we'll again have Scarlets hosting the Lions. Connacht will face the Bulls. Benetton will face Edinburgh. Glasgow will be home for the Sharks. Zebra will host Ulster. Well, that, that might be rough. Um, Ospreys will be home for Cardiff, not the Blues. Munster will be looking to continue their absolute destruction against the Stormers. And the Dragons will be home for Leinster. Um, that's going to be a tough day for the Dragons, I'm guessing. I'm going to go ahead and, and tap the home sides for each and every one of these contests. You know, uh, week one was fun. Week two should be as well. And then, to me, things are just going to really sort of start to click and start to move on um, from week three onwards. That's my guess. Overall, you know, very happy with the new format, the new league, new matchups. It, two thumbs up thus far. I think it's been good. Phew! <laughs> Okay, that definitely does it for this week. You know, this new volume of games, it's, it's taking a bit of getting used to. But, you know, I'm, I'm finding my swing, and I'm glad you're here with me to, to discover it. So, as always, please, reach out with your questions, your ideas, your thoughts, what, what I can do better. Just just tell me. I would love to hear. I am at of Scrum. I can always be emailed at scrumoftheearth at gmail.com. If you want to help spread the pod to other rugby fans, please do. You know, just share, 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 talk it up, tell your friends, and maybe leave me a nice review. That would be really useful. It's the best way for other people to help discover me. And uh, it's the way, best way for me to feel good about myself. <laughs> anyway, as always, thank you so much for listening, all of you. Cheers. Talk to you soon. And be well. It gives me great pleasure to be here today. All right, that was neat.